Happy afternoon. Hopefully the new year is going to be great for everybody tuning in. I am your host, Richard Powell. This is another episode of Alumni Sports. This will be the college football playoff preview and prediction. I am currently talking out Charleston, South Carolina, so I'll be on the go next time I tune in, or not tune in, but at least speak to y'all. We'll be back in Tampa, Florida. But I do have a friend named Logan Lafeda who will give his insight on what he thinks about the games with number two, Michigan, versus number three, TCU, at 4 p.m., and then number one, Georgia, versus number four, Ohio State tonight. It is pretty wild how nervous you get for just a podcast with one other guy in a bedroom in Charleston, South Carolina, but here we are. This is uh, Logan Lafayette. I appreciate the uh, introduction, Richard. Um, just a little about myself, a little, you know, little taste of a background here. Um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill, the real Carolina, as they say. We're in, we are in enemy territory here in South Carolina. They refer to themselves as Carolina down here, but we all know who the real Carolina is up in the old North State. But besides that, uh, we're moving into the college football playoff here. Um, years past, it kind of seems like a lot of the games have been blowouts. Um, and I did find this one stat line. We're just going to uh, use this as a preface here to the matchups that we have today. Only three of the 16 semifinal games in the playoff era have been decided by single digits. So I think we're going to have another blowout, at least one, in uh, these matchups that we have today. So starting off, we have uh, number two, Michigan, against number three, TCU, at 4 p.m. in Glendale, Arizona, playing at the Card Stadium. And the spread is Michigan negative 7.5, or minus 7.5, I should say. Rookie mistake there. Um, I like Michigan in this matchup. Everybody's been kind of um, low on TCU, um, kind of you know giving them shit this year, saying they don't deserve to be in there, a Big 12 team. But uh, I definitely think Michigan's going to win this one. Uh, TCU has not done too well uh, in the run game or managing the run game, uh, and Michigan is very heavy with the run game. So I, li- I like to see Michigan uh, win this matchup and uh, cover the spread. And then moving on uh, to Atlanta, it seems like Georgia's always playing Atlanta. I guess they get to do that with being the number one seed in the playoff. Um, they're playing number four, Ohio State. The spread there is Georgia minus five and a half. I'm kind of shocked at that. Um, I feel like Ohio State's kind of just in the playoff just based off of their their name recognition. Um, but uh, I do believe Georgia will also cover at minus five and a half. Honestly, I can see both these games kind of being blowouts. I like uh, Georgia overall uh, in the in the uh, the playoff. I could see them going back to back, so I'm kind of rooting for the dogs. That is the information I, that I can give you. Uh, I'm still violently, violently. See, I can't even talk. Violently hungover um, from going out last night in uh, Chucktown. So I'll leave it off to Richard to kind of give you guys a feel for the uh, for his, uh, his his analysis and, and takes. Um, and excuse me while I go uh, back to sleep and fight this hangover. I need some ibuprofen, Richard. Can you give me some? <laughs> I got Advil. Will that work? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I'll, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Right. I gotcha. All right, well, I'll give my take on the first game at 4 p.m. So, again, this is the number two Michigan versus number three TCU at 4 p.m. in Glendale, Arizona. So it comes to geographic regions. This game will be closer to TCU, but at the same time, I'm – Pretty confident Michigan will travel well for sure. I mean, this is the first time since 1999 to 2000 that Michigan beat Ohio State tiers in a row. So I think all their fans are definitely on edge and hoping for a championship. And, of course, TCU is in the way of that right now. But 
One good thing about Michigan, Michigan is the number five defensive team in the nation with points allowed right at 13.4 a game. So that's big, along with number three with yards allowed at 277. And they're also number four with uh, on offense, at least for Michigan, with rushing yards a game at 243. And it's so impressive that they even have a higher average than Navy, and Navy's a triple option team. So you know you're doing something right when it, you're leading the rush over a triple option team such as Navy. So Michigan's definitely a more balanced team than TCU. Uh, but one thing with Michigan, they've only played two ranked teams compared to TCU's seventh. Uh, the Big 12 probably might have been a you know more competitive conference this year, prior you know compared to the Big 10. But I think for Michigan, JJ McCarthy, he is a sophomore along with Def- Donovan Edwards. They're now starting running back because Blake Corum is out for the year. But for JJ, he does lead. The, well, he's not number one in the country in QBR, but he is number 16, so he's a very decisive quarterback. Doesn't, you know, uh, get a lot of turnovers out, and he's, you know, very decisive on the decisions he makes and doesn't make a lot of errors, which is what Michigan needs with a good defense and a good running game. And for Donovan Edwards, their running back now, he averages 7.5 yards a carry and also has had over 400 yards the last two games versus Ohio State, most notably, when he had over 200 and then 185 versus Purdue. So interesting to say on that. Now for TCU, the highest finalist, Max Duggan. Now he wasn't even the starter to start the year, but come week two, he took the job back over. He leads TCU into their first ever college football playoff, along with Sonny Dykes, the first year coach. So for them, they're a more passing team oriented team than Michigan. Michigan's more balanced. I'd, 100% 100% believe. Uh, but at the same time, Max has over 30 touchdowns passing. And then running back, Kendra Miller, has 1,370 yards rushing at 17 touchdowns. So they can definitely get the points going too. They average a little bit more points than Michigan, but it's over 10 point uh, you know, difference on points allowed on defense. So again, this is the seventh ranked team that TCU will be playing. But Michigan is just another animal when it comes down to that. But for TCU to win, they do have three players that have over three interceptions each. So it's going to be just like any other game, I think. Turnovers going to be the biggest deciding factor. TCU's going to have to get the ball somewhere or the other on the scoring opportunities on the defensive side, whether it picks six or if I'm going to return for a touchdown. you got to have those big plays for a team like TCU to win when they're over a touchdown um, underdog. But – for my final prediction, I'm definitely going to say Michigan minus seven and a half. I think it's going to be way higher than that. I'm going to give a score prediction and an over-under. So I think the score, I'm going to predict 34 Michigan, TCU 17. And I think we're going to go under on the over-under 57 and a half for that game. Uh, and Logan, what do you think about that? I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Michigan overall, uh, I think they're the, the the favorite in this matchup, no doubt. So I, I like I like those, uh, those picks right there. Yeah, and uh, one thing, too, about Harbaugh, so about two years ago, he was on the hot seat to even lose his job. Uh, I truthfully believe COVID year probably helped him out. How was a short year. His salary got cut a good percentage, and then, you know, last year they beat Ohio State for the first time in a long time, and then they beat him again. So now he's, you know, back on uh, his high horse, so to speak. But he does have a lot of interest in the NFL market. We'll see if he goes back there. Obviously, he coached the 49ers years ago, took him to the Super Bowl. But, again, we'll see what he does this year for Michigan. 
they're in the college football playoff. They were last year. They got kind of embarrassed. I think this year, you know, they're on the, the other side looking in where they're the favorite compared to last year. They're an underdog. We'll see what happens with that. But again, I got Michigan minus seven and a half for sure on this. And then for the next game, as Logan alluded to, it's going to be played at Atlanta at 8 p.m., essentially a home game. It really is a home game. It's about a, I, I was just in Athens, Georgia a few days ago. It's just an hour at max away from Atlanta. So it's going to be a home game for the Dogs. Number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State. Spread is Georgia minus five and a half as it just is live right now on ESPN at least. Now for those sports books, might be a little different, but five and a half I see right here. The over-under is 62 and a half, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm going to get into the pieces of it. So Georgia, returning experience quarterback Stetson Bennett, Heisman finalist also, won the championship last year. Again, like kind of similar to J.J. McCarthy in a way where he's just a decisive quarterback. You don't need to ask too much for him. The defense could take over the running game, but he'll he's just there to, you know, for third down checkdowns or to you know make key plays. He'll he'll you know provide that for them, but they're not going to ask too much for him. Uh, now Georgia's run game will expose Ohio State's defense. I think that was proven when Michigan ran for 252 yards against Ohio State. Uh, also, Brock Bowers, he's the nation's best tight end in my opinion. 52 catches, 726 yards to lead the Georgia offense in receiving. He is a security blanket for Stetson, big third down conversions. And he's just, uh, he's one of the, the rare tight ends where he could take the ball and then he could take all the way to the end zone for a 70, 80 yard touchdown. He's already done it before. So he's a freak of nature, to say the least, and a true sophomore on top of that. Now, Georgia, so we talk about Michigan's defense, how their defense is so great statistically, and it really is. But Georgia is number two when it comes to points allowed with 12.8 per game. And that's in the SEC, so that's saying a lot. And Georgia's number one in rushing defense, allowing only 77 rush yards a game and second in scoring defense. So they can even turn interceptions into touchdowns. Like I said, TCU needs to do that. Georgia's done that. Uh, But now, of course, this is Ohio State we're talking about, but – the only concern is not much of a concern, in my opinion. The pass defense allows 215 yards for Georgia. It's still not a lot, but Ohio State is a pass-heavy offense. Now they lost one of the receivers that you know declared for the draft earlier, but they do have Marvin Harrison Jr., who has over 10 touchdowns, over 1,000 receiving yards, but not one guy can win the team or win the game for you in football. I mean, basketball, but not football. And for Ohio State's sake, C.J. Stroud, he will have to have – I think the best game of his career to have a chance against this defense. And like I said, some of his weapons are already out, but on top of that, outside Brock Bowers for Georgia, Ohio state still has better skilled receivers, but there's a lot more to football than just receivers. You got the the O-line, the D-line, the trenches, Georgia's going to have the size on them for sure on that. And similar to what I kind of mentioned about Ohio state needs turnovers to win this game. And with that being said, I'm going to roll with, Georgia minus five and a half on this. My score prediction is gonna be forty-two to twenty-four. The over/under is sixty-two and a half, so I'm gonna go over on that. And of course, this is my opinion. And similar to what Logan said, he thinks there's gonna be a blowout at least once. I think it's gonna be a blowout for both games. And that one stat where he said about was it three or four playoff? I think three or four playoff games out of sixteen was within one score. Three of the sixteen semifinal games have been decided by single digits. So. 
yeah. A lot of these semi semifinal games are blowouts, unfortunately, it seems like. Yeah, so like so basically we're here just to let you know that it's gonna be Georgia and Michigan in the final. So number <laughs> one versus number two Michigan next time they play. We'll see where that's gonna be held. But yeah, so that's obviously my my intake or my take on this game. Feel free to let me and Logan know. Uh, I'll I'll uh, include Logan's uh, information on this podcast. But again, I appreciate y'all tuning in on a Saturday morning, or actually hell afternoon at this point in time. <laughs> on top of it being New Year's, so pop the Tylenol, pop the Advil. I think Richard's still hungover too. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that. Not as bad as you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not as bad as me. I was down pretty bad. Yeah, but <laughs> cool. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I appreciate y'all tuning in as always. Now, I will drop another podcast uh, this coming Monday for a recap of the bowl week. I think the third bowl week has been fully. So, uh, like I said, let me know if y'all need anything or would like to, uh, you know, in- be included in, in a conversation or in a conversation conversation such as Logan. And, uh, you know, I'm always here to grow and uh, get more ideas going to make the experience better for everybody tuning in. So, appreciate very much. Y'all have a great rest of the weekend, but especially 2023 on top of that. Take it easy.